Radio. Hello, listeners. I'm Anthony Rapp, and you are listening to the Radio 8-Ball Show with Andras Jones. Welcome to Radio 8 Ball. I'm your host, Andras Jones, and this is the show where we answer questions by picking songs at random and interpreting those randomly chosen songs as the answers to the questions, like picking musical tarot cards. And every show features a musical guest who performs the songs, which are the oracle fodder for our musical divinations. And every show, I say, we have a very special guest, and they all are. But today is just a little bit more special because we are joined by one of my favorite songwriters in the whole world, Inara George. Thank you very much. Welcome to Radio 8 Ball. Um, we're also joined here with my longtime traveling musical companion, Marshall Thompson, on the keyboards. Thank you. Hello. And we have several exciting guests going to ask the questions, but let's first talk about the eight songs that are on Inara's list. How about, Anara, you want to play a little, some chords, and I can read the songs that are on your list? Song number one, Mistress. Song number two, Fool's Work. Song number three, Surprise. Song number four, Young Adult. Song number five, Release Me. Song number six, Genius. Song number seven, Night Happens. And song number eight, Dirty White. And as I said, those will be the oracle fodder for our musical divinations. We'll be choosing those songs by either spinning the wheel of eight, picking one of the Radio 8 cards, or flipping the Radio 8 coin. As I said, I'll be asking the first question. The final question of the show is going to come from Inara. She has already supplied me with her question in a sealed envelope. You can hear that sealed envelope on the mic. We'll be opening that at the end of the show and finding out what her pop oracle divination is, using her own music as, I say, the oracle fodder. But we always start with my question. And... Um I agonize over these. Especially this, I come down from Olympia, Washington. I live there for three weeks out of the month. Then I come down to L.A. to record these shows. And so I have, especially for the first one of the run, I've had three weeks to obsess over what I want to ask. And I want to say I'm throwing everything that I thought of out the window. Because everything's changed with the show. We usually record this at uh, Starburns Industries in the nice little studio and here we're doing it on the stage of Starburns Castle where they record Harmontown and all these really fancy shows and 
there's it feels like I think when I say when you came in I was like it sort of feels like we're shooting Let It Be here. It's a <laughs> big concrete studio and like Shepperton Studios in England in the '60s. So I figured I'm just going to change things up. Um, so let's see. Well, first off, I just want to get something out with you, Inara. I I've been. So I've been a fan of yours for a very long time. I've been trying to get you on the show with Burden the Bee since early, you know, since very early versions of the show, back like like seven, eight, ten years ago. And even before that, I knew you from liner notes for your dad's records. Like your you, your name would show up, and I always I was I grew up as a huge fan of Lowell George, and I always thought that kid must be so cool. Well, how cool is that to be? that kid well now you know now I know and then when I heard your voice when I first heard you sing obviously you are very different from your father but I heard this whiff of the DNA of that soul soulfulness in your voice I hope that's okay no to that's a talk about your compliment. father I listened to your podcast the singer song sing songers with Dino and I was appalled that he had no idea of that, but I think that's probably also nice that a lot of people just know who you are and don't know your father's work. And that's nice. Yeah. Some people know his work. I I have been going around the country telling people who know your stuff. Yo, you gotta listen to Lowell George. And people who know Little Feet and know Lowell George. Yo, you gotta check out Anara George. I think of you kind of like Ken Griffey Senior and Ken Griffey Junior. <laughs> like, he was amazing. Ken Griffey Senior was amazing, but there were some holes in his game. Ken Griffey Junior. It's perfection. Oh, thank you. So I just had to get that out because that is there's this part of this raving fanness in me, and also my father. I lot he was sort of a larger than life person in in academia in my world uh, that I grew up in, and I lost him pretty young. So I've always felt I don't know this just kinship that I mean, when we listen to musicians and we know some things about their life, we project ourselves onto them. And, yeah, your, your music's meant uh, just a ton to me. So Thank you very much. And I was going to ask this really deep question about my father and my relationship to that. And then everything got thrown haywire in this. And I just felt like I want to ask something that's a little bit... Uh, actually, it's a little bit more specific. There's an interesting synchronicity that I had recently. I, For the longest time, I was a big fan of Bird and the Bee. But I had not put together that your partner in the Bird and the Bee was... Greg from Gegita, uh, which kind of blew my mind because Gegita stayed in my house in the early '90s okay. when they were tra- when they were touring and they st- in Olympia, and I was married at the time, and we had a you know it was th- the '90s we were young and we had a that's it, like, you know, we had an open relationship, okay, and you know I don't remember we we've been we haven't been together for. Like, 12, 13 years, and um, for other reasons, we just we don't really talk that much, so I can't really ask her this. But I have this memory that I think she might have hooked up with Tommy. Oh, <laughs> I, I would. I mean, I don't know. I'm glad it wasn't Greg. No, well, why, <laughs> no. Here's the thing: is I don't like. I'm like. I'm not. I'm not jealous. I'm not. Yes, especially yeah. this many it, years yeah. later, yeah, I'm yeah, certainly yeah. not jealous. But at the time, I was striving to not be jealous. I certainly didn't like if he if he did it wasn't like a non-consensual invasion of my home or yes. something like that. Yes. You you had prefaced that. I mean, we hadn't discussed it. We hadn't like set up any boundaries or anything, but like I said, we were pretty young. We hadn't really developed ourselves, our communication skills, me and my wife yes. at the time that much. So so that's my question. Actually, my question is did did Tommy and my ex-wife hook up 
in oh, the early okay. 90s. All right. Or am I just making that up? I guess we're going to have to. <laughs> well, now to engage the pop oracle, okay. I am now going to spin the wheel of eight. Na, 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 wheel of eight. And it is song number three. Surprise! Oh, this is interesting. Do I just play it? Yeah. Okay. I am full 
could be full of surprises and I always know what it is you want what it is you want what it is That was Surprise from Inara George. What record is that off of? It's on Accidental Experimental. Okay, yes. And can you tell us, tell us a little bit about the background of that song? I'm, it's, actually, it's very personal, but um, I wrote that song not... I don't know. I think I was tricking myself into thinking that it was about um, like religious oppression or something. And then... Uh, I had sort of had uh, an indiscretion, and 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 that was me leading up to it, which is interesting that that was the question that you asked, because th- this was me sort of, um, I was like fortune-telling in my own life, like I was sort of yeah. saying, like, I, was, I was forecasting my... Your indiscretion. My indiscretion. Wonderful. I know. That was actually pretty cosmic, I have to say. <laughs> That's the way this works. I, well, like I said, I've been, uh, I've been psychically projecting myself into your music for a long time, so I'm not surprised that there's some magic that emerges. Yeah, there was a lot in there. I mean, obviously, especially when you give that context. I mean, uh, yeah, I, for me, I guess as the person who loved the person who chose to if, uh, indiscretion is sort of the wrong word in terms of our who chose to express their her openness and yeah. the freedom that we had built into our relationship that there is um i think that there is something it can it's challenging all relationships are challenging but there's something that's really amazing about being with a powerful free human being and uh a woman, uh, in my case. And something about this song just expresses that push and the pull, like the shame, like one of the hardest things about being, I find, find one of the hardest things about being, trying to do an open relationship is your own shaming of yourself more than your partner's. Um, like if, like, I know that when I've been in rela- an open relationship with people who are just like, oh, I just tell you everything. It's just, you know, I don't, and they don't have any hang-ups about it, then it's super easy. Yeah. But if I'm with someone who's like, oh, I'm scared to tell you this thing, I've got to tell you this thing, and if you come to me like this, I'm like, what's wrong? Like, my whole nervous system. Like, yeah. So that, that whole don't wag your finger at me, you know, even starting off there, like thinking of, of the shame that maybe she felt and projected, and now, again, to the point where I don't remember. Like, now when I'm in relationship, if I'm in relationship, which I'm not uh, right now, but if I am... I really try and encourage total freedom in communication. I've, I'm less interested in what I, I or my partner does with their body, but what we do with our mouths and how we speak to each other and the way we communicate stuff um, is really important. And because life is full of surprises. It even goes to this show. You know, I was so excited. We had, like, we had, you know, it's like when you set a, a date for someone, we had this very intimate place, and the lighting was perfect, and everything was going to be great, and then I find out we didn't get our reservations there, and now we're having this fancy thing in this cavernous <laughs> cement building. 
And you roll with the punches. Life is full of surprises. When you work with the feminine, which is the synchronicity of the show, this show, like I'm the host of the show, but I'm not the, and you're the star of this episode. And the guests are going to be the star of each podcast. But the star of the show is synchronicity. That's an uncontrollable feminine force that is constantly testing me and testing my faith and my ability to stay grounded in the face of surprises and constant <laughs> change, which is really the lesson that I learned from that relationship. So it all comes together and it's kind of perfect here. Um, so what do you think about that? I like it. Thanks for listening to Radio 8 Ball on Feral Audio. If you'd like more information about the Pop Oracle, please check out our website at Radio8Ball.com, where you can find out about upcoming shows, about asking your own question on the podcast, and about our Radio 8 Ball app that allows you to engage the Pop Oracle directly in the form of every song ever performed on Radio 8 Ball. I hope today's musical divination brings and brought the sync to you wherever you are. Until next time... I'm your host, Andras Jones, wishing you lots of spine-tingling synchronicities, connections with the natural world, and all the inspiration you can handle. It's the Radio Wave.